0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Rainbow High Notes with me Jacob Adams. and today I am joined by Jessica Daly, now you may know her from Evita, an officer and a gentleman and the hit reality TV series Over the Rainbow, welcome! Hello!
1: It's lovely to be here.
0: <laughs> How are you doing? I'm
1: good, thank you. Yeah. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Getting by. Good, good. You've got a lovely bedroom, living room, whatever situation that's that is. The
1: boudoir. I I've kind of done it out over <laughs> the course of lockdown. I've like completely like re like refurbed and like built new IKEA furniture and everything, so I'm quite <laughs> happy with it now. It didn't quite feel homely enough to me. In the beginning, because I'm back yeah, home with my mum, so
0: yeah. Oh, how's that? Uh,
1: it's it's on the whole very very good. I'm very fortunate to be in this position and to be kind of like financially okay as a result of that. But I won't lie; I feel like I'm regressing into like my 18 year old self again. <laughs> just be like, really good out out the and the
0: chores and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just it's. It's hard, it is hard, like moving back home because I feel like I've lost a bit of my independence, but at the same time, I'm I'm quite fortunate as I say, so.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, that's that's that. But uh, yeah, I feel better now that I've done my room out and it feels more homely to me, so it's, it's all good.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Right, let's get straight into it. So can you tell me when you first became interested in performing?
1: I mean I've always been the loud mouth kid in the room like always
0: <laughs> <That surprises me>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from um I started dancing when I was like three um and I I was kind of like the joker kid in the in the dance school like I never really took my dancing overly seriously I always like danced obviously but I used to be the one where <laughs> my dance teacher would be like oh Jess can you just shimmy across the front and make a fool out of yourself and like <laughs> so I was like yeah cool I'll do that making everyone laugh like I just wanted to make everybody laugh um from a young age and I started singing and my dad's teacher was like she's got a voice to my mum, you should mm-hmm. should take a singing lessons and um yeah there was a one singing teacher uh, in the local area that kind of taught all of the the kids from the dance school so I started going to her and I've never looked back I've always been uh, I've performed like um Spice Girls concerts in the living room, to all my family parties and Didn't we all? stuff like that. So just from the very, very beginning, I've never really thought about doing anything else.
0: Oh, amazing! Do you remember watch? Um, if there was a show that you remember obsessing over?
1: Uh, oh god,
0: like a cast album or something like that. Oh,
1: obviously, like we all went through the Wicked phase. We all through all went oh, through the Rent phase. Of like I know all yeah. of the words to Wicked and Rent, but like I was obsessed with. The old school, like Judy Garland and Liza, mm. from a young age, because people used to say to me, "Oh, you remind me of a young Liza Minnelli." So, like, I was like, latch onto that and like,
0: <laughs> Dreams, I'm, go- yeah. I'm gonna be
1: the new Liza. Um, so yeah, I used to love like uh, "Meet Me in St. Louis" and like "Over the Rainbow." I'm not "Over the mm. Rainbow." <laughs> <laughs> uh, wizard <of> oz. <laughs> uh, the wizard of oz I used to love uh the sound of music like all yeah. the old classics as well so. oh
0: amazing and then while i was doing my research i discovered the most naughtiest like as in naughties, thing ever that you did stars in their eyes <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it stars in the rise kids when Amazing. I was thirteen. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's always like something that surprises people. It's really funny to like with yeah. them again. Like if people are talking about, I'm like, yeah, being there, and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah. tell me
0: what that was like. <laughs> I know what, what? happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I auditioned for it. Like obviously, that's another show that I used to mm. watch growing up. Like, at was home it Test Daily when you did and, it? And, um, I auditioned. No, Kat Kat it was Haley, that's who I meant. I meant. Yeah. Uh.
0: I'm the Same people, really. Yeah, ideally.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I used to watch that growing up with um, I, who was it? It was Matthew. What's it called? Oh my god, mind blank. Anyway, um, I used yeah. to watch it. Matthew Kelly, that's the one. I used to watch it growing up with him, and then um, we saw the audition at, at the end of like one of the series for the kids version, and I applied a few years actually for different people, and the year that I got in. <laughs> I, s- I applied to do Olivia <gasps> Newton John, more. and they replied back, to oh, me, "Okay, purposely devoted," because yeah. I used to sing it when I was a kid. And um, they replied <laughs> back being like, <laughs> being like Natalie and Broolie are oh, no one, and I was take like, it. "Well, I'm g- I'm gonna take it. I want my uh
0: five years of films.
1: <laughs> so Natalie and Broolie like the l- last person on earth that I thought I'd <laughs> be. <laughs> yeah crazy absolutely crazy uh, what were the
0: kids at school like was were you the talk of the school
1: yeah I actually kind of I was a bit not like a geek because I was kind of like a cool geek at school like I was very like smart and I was in all the top groups so yeah. I was a bit of a nerd but at the same time I had this whole different life outside of school of like youth theater and like the theater oh, yeah. kid life sorry as well. I can't go to class today um, I've
0: got rehearsal I
1: used to love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and and a social life, you know. Like I I was dead smart at school and I could have done even better in my exams if I I didn't have the social <laughs> life that I had. Like I I had loads of friends and stuff like that. So I when I got onto Stars and on the Rise, I think I got a lot of uh, publicity for the area at the time. Yeah. And uh my my school was in a bit of a disadvantaged area, so it was quite good to shed a positive life. Um, oh, amazing. The area, So it was good. So I was, I was in the good books for a bit and I kind of, um, I was the, the deputy head girl at school and it came to a point where we had to petition, we kind of had, like protested against having less GCSE subjects at one point. So we were <sighs> like putting this petition to the head teacher to be like, you need to give us an extra GCSE subject just because we're, we're smart. And we have to do mm. Spanish. We want to pick something else. So, like, <laughs> we rebelled against it, and they took us seriously. Like, and I think that I think I gained a lot of respect from the head teacher over the years. And I think it worked out well. for me. <laughs> oh. so, yeah. uh, that's wow, so is there
0: anything you can't do? Look, at an activist as well. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, I was like, give me that extra subject. Guys, do not log onto your computers. We will
0: be heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we had a protest so where everyone went up and just sat on the school and then uh, on the school field. And then I think everyone got in re- really big trouble for it. So it didn't really and Everyone like cowered away after lunch. So...
1: We got, our, we got our extra subject, so it worked for us. <laughs> and
0: then it's from funny. one reality TV show to another, you did Over the Rainbow. Right. How old were you when you.
1: I just turned 18. Jeez. Uh, I was just, yeah, just turned 18. Uh, it was a couple of months after I turned 18. Um, yeah, that was absolutely wild. I wasn't even going to go for that. Like, the night before, I was like, can I be bothered driving <laughs> Manchester? <laughs> and I like dragged one of my schoolmates in the car with me and my my first love had just broken my heart and I was like I just want to like get out of here and do get out of the (laughs) area and go on a drive and be cool um and yeah I'm glad I did go that day because that's the day that I sang for Lloyd Webber and so that was your very first audition for the show
0: oh yes that wasn't like not
1: not the one that you see on TV yeah right it's like a pre-round yeah there was a pre-round on the morning, and I went in, and I I hadn't prepared. Like I was like, oh, "What am I going to sing? I'm just going to whip out like a bit of Katie Tunstall." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I loved Katie Tunstall at the time. Um, and I, yeah, I sang that, and I sang a bit of Over the Rainbow. And then the lady who ended up being my um our acting coach on the show, uh, Donna Soto Moratini, I think her name was, who was like amazing, but she was like, she took no prisoners. She was like, "Yeah, you're going through to the next round, but like." you need to change the song. The song is awful. Like, it's like <laughs> proper harsh with me. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I'm sat waiting to go in for the next round on the afternoon. And I'm like, oh God, what do I sing? Like, I'm just going to whip out. Like, I'd not sang it before, but I was like, someone like you, Jacqueline Hyde, go. Like, Oof. just yeah. go. And as I was waiting to like wing this audition, the prime winger that I am, Lloyd Webber like walks down the corridor and goes into the room and I was like, oh oh oh. <laughs> oh oh okay um and I uh yeah I was like oh my god I, I can't mess this up but I'm like winging it at the same time so yeah <laughs> that was the, the first day that was like the second round and it was completely like by surprise I, I didn't know he was gonna be there he wasn't meant to be there I don't think
0: uh, did you know the so. audition was going well like with him there because there's a lot of cut to, um, it, to him going, I like her. Mm. Just a lot of agreement.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't really remember. I, I remember doing... Oh, oh go, for it, go for it, go for it. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what um, were we talked about? Oh, my God. Oh, the audition going uh, well. The... yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't actually know whether like within the moment of someone like you was going well. It I was doing it well, like I was singing it well. And um and then like he was just talking to me, he was they were asking me questions and whatnot and asking me about the most recent show that I'd done. And um I'd just done Sweet Charity, which is like yeah. one of my favourites. And I'd like had this amazing experience with Sweet Charity where I like felt really connected to it. And like, as a kid, that's so like, exciting to find a part that you're like, oh my God, like this is amazing. I want to play this when I'm older. Um, and I said to him, I said, like, it's the first time that I felt really connected to a character and like I felt really on board with the character and yeah, I had such an amazing experience. And he was like, oh, can you sing some of that? Mm. Can you show me a bit? Do a bit of If They Can See Me Now. And that's when you see the clip of me doing yeah. if they could see me now, and he reacts in that way <laughs> um, so yeah, because like when I think about it, if they could see me now, it wasn't a very good like it's not a good vocal showcase, it's more so on the acting front, mm. um so it looks like I picked like a song that <laughs> didn't really show my, my voice off, but at the same time, like character wise, I think it really did me a lot of favors, but um, yeah, it was really nice that he reacted that way yeah. so yeah i, I kind of noticed that. i didn't know he was going to say that i didn't know that andrew lloyd webber the guy who had like grown up like like i can't even <laughs> think of the words yeah like, I, I know just, like like this mystical being, being that did
0: everything yeah
1: yeah it's like the, the lord um, <laughs> and i'd like watch the other the other shows as well like the the nancy show was one of my favorites yeah. and like all of those shows were like I sat there and watched it every night with my mom and we loved it. And like, I didn't know he was going to react like that. So when he, when he was like, yeah, you're, you're, I like her. Like, I was like, whoa, what? Like, (laughs) yeah, it's mental. But, um,
0: no, you, you hit your excitement really well at the time when you came out of the room.
1: Oh my God. I was so excited. Like, because I, I'd auditioned for like stuff like X factor and stuff like that before. And you just don't think that, that something will, happen like that to you like yeah I I just not knowing it I like I come from like Middlesbrough and it's kind of a small town and there's so many talented people here but like I'd never I in recent years hadn't really saw people succeed in that way before yeah on the on the tv and on the whole new reality tv circuit it was pretty new so it it didn't happen to people like me at the time. I was like, oh, this is, this is happening. <laughs> and then it happened. I was like, oh my God, what? Like, yeah,
0: full on so, screaming as you come round yeah. the room. It's, it's such a nice <laughs> moment to watch. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Yeah. Well. I'm
1: so northern. <sighs> so,
0: yeah. uh, from the whole process, <laughs> did you have um, a favourite moment or like challenge? Because I've got a few. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, you've got a few? Oh my God, I'm excited to hear this. Um, no, we just had such a laugh in that Dorothy house. Like when I tell you, we had each other's backs like we were like sisters like truly like sisters
0: yeah well that's the thing because how it differs to the american ones is that they weren't like setting you up against each other
1: yeah well it wasn't
0: about the drama really i
1: think because we were so young as well that like you you can't really do that to young people it kind of shapes the way that you grow up to be do you know what i mean like it's yeah you can't you can't put younger people in that position and like one of the the youngest girl at the time was 16 so like it's you have to be careful with with the younger generation i think but um we were genuinely like sisters like we had each other's backs and they did at one point there at the beginning of one of the episodes one of the researchers came up to us and said so the the kind of the pre what is it the pre vt into the show like before the credits Mm. roll like this week it's like who don't you think is dorothy and we were like what? You can't make us answer that. Like <laughs> and he was like, You have to. And we were like, We're not doing it. And we refused. Again, we were like protesting. <laughs> I'm a protester.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leading the charge. Like, no,
1: we're not doing it. And he was like, You have to. And like he got really um they got frustrated with us at the time because it's it's for mm. sure. it's like tv isn't it um yeah. and like I don't blame them like it, it's it's funny now to think back on it but we were like okay everybody in a room like to all the girls we were like okay you say that person you say that person you say that person you say that person so that everybody's saying one person oh
0: yeah so nobody's built <laughs> yeah. up for one person <laughs> so we
1: were all like okay yeah. we've got a plan it's good just go for it <laughs> it's not real <laughs> so um yeah it was it was an amazing experience in that way to like have this the kind of sisters that i never had i've got like i grew up with one brother and i never had any sisters so Mm -hmm. we were like really close-knit living in this house having a whale of a time eating curry takeaway every wednesday night and celebrating it and making it a thing and and, like it was just amazing yeah um there's like mm, there's i don't know if there's any like specific times that were. i mean when i did cabaret was really, really special because I hadn't had any voice the week before. I'd like been on voice rest for the full week. And
0: yeah, I saw on the Wikipedia that you couldn't go to the woods in the night time. <laughs> couldn't go to the woods and I was
1: gutted. And then my mum turned up. They brought my mum down to London with my dog to like cheer me up. So <laughs> oh.
0: so that was cool. But like I was on voice
1: rest. Like um, Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, you, you can't talk, don't talk, just shh, zip it. And I don't think I sang properly until saturday the studio like the dress rehearsal like i didn't i didn't sing properly on the friday i was marking it i was kind of miming um and yeah i didn't get to sing it like full out until the saturday so the saturday night is like a lot there's a lot of fuel (laughs) in the tank like i'm i'm ready to just um, (laughs) go for it um and uh yeah it's special moments like that and like there you'll be i had like a moment when i did there you'll be um i think it was the week before that and you can see right at the end of the performance that I look up like out of the camera shot to like the balcony and i feel like i i had this thing with like the granddad that i never met um one of my granddads who died before i was born but he's i feel like i have this connection to him um it's it's really strange and like i felt i felt oh, like, i felt lovely. his presence like and i just felt the need to like look to the to the balcony and that's something that i'll never forget because it's like on video you can see it it's weird like i i believe in all of that so like i believe that he would have been there it's very strange but yeah special moments like that i think
0: uh see one of my favorite moments is i was mentioning it before recording when the 20 of you are all singing (laughs) and then is it charlotte church who goes around and taps you on the shoulder and you have to walk out brutal what was that like? Was it the most nerve-wracking experience? It oh was
1: hideous. We're all in this <laughs> like
0: just tears as you're singing. Yeah, and like
1: I think there was not Dorothy Farm. There was fifty of us being reduced to twenty. Dorothy so Farm,
0: sorry, that's hilarious. Dorothy
1: Farm, yeah, the banter uh, as well. And like I didn't get, I got cut at the top one hundred and didn't originally get through to Dorothy Farm. They brought me back. <laughs> They phoned up and said, We've made a mistake, Andrew wants you to come to Dorothy Farm. So I was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Like so <laughs> I'd I'd had that kind of roller coaster already. So then I think from from Dorothy Farm I was just like, oh whatever, every every extra bit of time that I get to spend here is a bonus now. Like Yeah. But seeing like girls drop off and crying around just Yeah. <laughs> is absolutely brutal. Because you, you can like brutal. see
0: close ups of girls and they're actually shaking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as Charlotte comes near. <laughs> oh, it's really good TV. It's so funny. I would love for them uh, to like re-air it with high like high quality on the BBC. I think that's what we deserve for this lockdown.
1: Well, the amount of people who've been re-watching <laughs> yeah. it lockdown has been uh, mind-blowing. It's so funny. Like people have been like, I've found over the yeah. rainbow on YouTube and I've watched it from start to finish and I'm obsessed. And I was like, oh my God. Like it's like a I... cult. Yeah, I just it, think some weird. of it's, it's just so like funny. so
0: iconic, like when you give the shoots to Andrew at the end when you've kicked a girl. off.
1: So funny, Dawn. Honestly, that it's brutal. And I know that like Rob Madge, um, who is like yes, a new yeah. friend, a new friend from lockdown that we've like connected over social media. Like he did that whole, um, he dedicated like a performance on his um, on a concert. <laughs> and he did the whole shoe removal thing and I'm just like, oh my goodness me, I can't believe it's that <coughs> iconic of a moment. Just hilarious.
0: Uh have you developed your farm skills since doing that?
1: <laughs> since I was shoveling poo, poo. on the farm.
0: To, uh, obviously to inform your character of Dorothy.
1: My God, I mean again, very good TV. Like Fantastic. they knew what they were doing. <laughs> it's we I the funniest part of that day like we were all so cold and we'd gotten up really early to do that and we were freezing because it was like r- that horrible rain that soaks you through you know like and yeah. it was uh it was just bitter cold as well and then we had to like sh- use the wheelbarrows and shovel the poo and like I had blisters all over <laughs> so my hands funny. from that and then and, then and the pretend whole, to like,
0: be happy the whole time
1: I know I'm like ah oh, I'm really happy to be here but I hate you um no, and then we had to chase the pigs, which is absolutely hysterical. It was just hilarious. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah,
0: completely. Oh, the dog. When the dog... Ha- you had to get the dog to choose you. Can you Depression. tell me about that? And Depression. tell me about your sneaky move. <laughs>
1: no, like... What did I... I can't even remember this. Like, you know... You remember more than me. Well, I, I, j- I
0: watched, it. I watched like, highlights this morning. So, there's... <laughs> only there's five totos and six dorothy's and you have to try and call the dog over and then uh it gets down to you and lauren yeah and you have to call and the dog just runs straight past her and you move and the dog trainer's like i noticed a sneaky move from jessica Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember that at all i was probably fuming because i'm such a dog person like I am obsessed with dogs. I always have been mm. growing up and whatever. So the fact that a dog didn't choose me, I was probably fuming. And yeah, probably well, to do four times, might I add. Sorry, Lauren, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it's just so fun. I just love those ridiculous reality TV moments.
1: It's just, what an experience, though. Like, I say this all the time. Like, people ask me about it, and I just say, like, I had such a unique experience on that TV show and like i learned things that i would not have learned anywhere else and um wouldn't have learned at drama school and wouldn't have learned like just going into the industry or anything like that so it it was just so fascinating and such a learning curve for me and it really helped me grow up, actually, give me a lot of independence. Well, so. definitely.
0: So, that's what good. was it like to have your critiques aired on TV? Like, because sometimes they were just brutal for some of the girls.
1: Oh, and I mean that's always hard, isn't it? But I suppose, yeah. like, I suppose being exposed to that at such a young age actually, in the long run, has helped me build like resilience, and especially like when it comes to like, the pandemic and and feeling like irrelevant at the moment and kind of invisible because there's nothing much going on and it's it helped me to kind of i don't know like plant plant the seed towards a better relationship with rejection which is something that we face a lot within the industry yeah. and i think it's at the end of the day it's somebody's opinion and not everybody what i kept saying to myself was not everyone's going to like you and not everyone hates you. Like there's always gonna be somebody who who doesn't like your work, regardless of what you do. They just don't get you, they don't click with you, they don't have the same kind of ideas as you. And that's absolutely fine. So as long as you know that and you just keep doing your thing and you trust your gut and you you stay true to yourself. Oh my God, this is like a TED talk. Um then no really
0: inspirational i'm loving it <laughs>
1: yeah it's like i i just had to learn that from an early age and um especially being on on tv and stuff like that and at the time as well i have to say like before i auditioned for the show i'd gotten my place at art um but i'd not got my scholarship mm. so i was i was unsure whether i was going or not and then when we were rehearsing for the top 20 i came home one day to find out that i got my scholarship so i did the whole of like the live tv shows knowing that I had art said to go to afterwards. So when I'm yeah. on the moon getting voted off, and people are like, "Why were you just so like? How did you handle it so well?" I was you like, sound I'm off fantastic, to arts ed. and you
0: look great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I'm off to art ed, See ya." It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, I think everything kind of slotted in in at the right time. I think everything kind of worked out accordingly, and I think I was able to enjoy the experience because there wasn't that pressure of what, what am I going to do when I leave here like what yeah definitely I had a kind of safe option to go to afterwards which was an incredible option so yeah it was good
0: so then uh you went and obviously trained at arts ed then Mm -hmm. uh what was your first like professional show
1: uh I got Mamma Mia like before I left in third year which was hilarious because me and one of my best mates Steph uh who was in my year at college as well we we all auditioned as a year for for Mamma Mia. They came into the school and auditioned everyone, um, and then obviously we got recalled and they had to go into the proper auditions. But um, me and Steph were partnered up in that final audition to play the bridesmaids together. And because we were like good mates, we were just like messing around, like as we. Oh, that's do. what they want, then?
0: Yeah, great. And then we
1: they booked us like together. I think we got it as like a pair because we just worked so well together. <laughs> um, and yeah, we were. I was in Mamma Mia for a year with with Steph uh having a right laugh with my best mate like first job out yeah, of what was it like
0: to obviously uh, you you dream of being on the west end as a kid yeah. what was it like to get that moment like you're
1: <sighs> it's it Your name in a program
0: that sort yeah, of thing
1: it is something that you you grew up kind of aspiring to I think and um I won't lie I kind of got there and was like is this it because <laughs> <laughs> I do think like people put so much on the west end and it's I, like there's other places as well that are produce just as good work if not better sometimes yeah so, completely I I did get that I I yeah I did feel a little bit of that like oh is that it oh okay like but this is what it's like to be mm. in the industry oh cool we're working ah, okay um but when I did get get there my dad actually gave me a present for opening night he he came down to see the show at one point and he, he gave me this gift of, of a letter that I'd written to myself when I was 13 um and I'd been to see a production of hair at college um mm. at, at the college from up here um who performed hair at the the theater the local theater the college that I ended up going to before art said right and um yeah I went to see hair and I'd written this letter to myself afterwards in. Tonight was amazing. Like when I'm older, I really, really hope that I I got stuck to Stockton Riverside and which is the college. I um I got to stage school afterwards and then I get on the West End because I love it so much and I just love everything about the thing. It was just this gushy letter to myself. Like I hope one day that you'll be happy and all this business. And my dad found <laughs> it, found it when he was clearing out the loft and framed it and gave it to me on my opening night. So it. It's just oh, nice, that's so like sweet. just kind of, I don't know. Living out a a childhood dream is always amazing, isn't it? But um, yeah, it was it was special. We had a good laugh. I have always been a bit of a social party animal, so I had a great year living in town. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was so much fun. I have calmed down a lot now. <laughs> I've had to calm down a lot. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I had a great yeah. It was a great first job to do.
0: Yeah, it's a fun show. And then what came next? Was it of the Deberville's what got written down. Oh, I forgot
1: about Tess.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I did. It's I on your C V.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: on the C V. Um, yeah, that was a really random gig. I think it was before yeah, I'm sure it was before uh Sound of Music. Um Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh y- you know. You keep I've got me on the right list. track. Keep me on the right mm-hmm. track because I don't have a clue.
0: Um
1: yeah, that was really interesting. It was an interesting process. It was uh off, off the West End. It was in Wimbledon, the new Wimbledon studio, and it was a new musical version of the mammoth novel that is Tessa the D'Urbervilles. I know. <laughs> that was a very interesting experience, um, trying to kind of bring life to that. Yeah, that was fascinating. Again, had... yeah,
0: was it your first time originating? Really? That... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was like obviously it was a character that has existed long before, but it, yeah, it was, it was the first kind of thing that i'd originated and it was a hard thing man it was all over the shop and um Mm. yeah it helped that i had like again the my favorite thing about doing what i do is the people like working with the people and having a laugh like and and enjoying my job via the people so i had like the funniest group of people to do that job with through all the ups and downs um yeah it was good it's a big learning curve
0: oh yeah and then was it um sound of music
1: it was it was the sound of music uk tour um which again childhood dream like i never thought i'd get anywhere right. near. completely playing maria in the sound of music and like um i was working obviously with danielle like danielle was playing maria and i was her like understudy alternate um and covered her when she was off and i i knew that i'd had like pre-contractual dates that i was going to be on which was amazing um so yeah, I got a really good run at playing Maria. Um, I think I did about five weeks in total, if if we counted up all of the shows. Oh great! Yeah, so I got like, which is kind of rare for an understudy, like to, to to be able to go on that much and to be able to kind of, not just go on and and get through the show and get from A to B. I feel like I, I properly got to yeah. play the role and kind of bring my own, uh, character to it and um. And fully like interpret it the way that I wanted to so yeah that was amazing like I never thought I'd get to play that part like I didn't think I didn't think I was kind of like nice enough because <laughs> I'm just <laughs> super sassy loud quirky but I suppose she is in a way isn't she she's yeah she is yeah. she gets
0: kicked out of nunnery
1: yeah she's naughty <laughs>
0: <laughs> naughty nun oh
1: god did
0: uh, have you got any stories from that any like anything go wrong anything go wrong that you can think of
1: no have you not heard the classic story like this is an iconic
0: i'm, no, I'm saying that it. as
1: if it's like everybody should know the story because like... <laughs> no not everybody will know the story but i think I, I posted about it like in the last few years about um oh, it was valentine's day and uh, I was on for Maria in Sheffield for a week, and um, it was the Saturday. So Sheffield isn't far from Middlesbrough. A lot of people did travel down from Middlesbrough to see the the matinee and then to see the evening show. And my family had come down um, to meet me in, in between shows. Um, during the matinee, I was on uh, doing the scene before Dory and me, like talking to the children. You know, like um, you. You don't know how I was seeing all that business. Um, couldn't remember the words. Uh. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I at one point I was like, "And you're Gretel, and this little girl steps out of the line, and she's meant to run to me and I pick her up." So she stepped out of the line, and she looked. She had this fear, like this look of fear and terror in her face, and I was like, "Oh my God, what's wrong with what's wrong with her? <laughs> like Is she all right." <laughs> and she ran to me, and then I picked her up, and I, I carried on with the scene. I was walking forward, and I was like, "That's funny." And I'm like, "Uh." Oh, oh like, no this little girl yeah god bless her this little girl had like weed on my leg well like weed was, <laughs> needed the toilet and 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 uh kind of weed um <laughs> it went hold on and my leg was damp but then there was like a little bit of a puddle on the floor so we d- we spent the whole of dory and me like avoiding this puddle and obviously we do the whole marching around like do what dear, like take him around the set <laughs> and we had to like jump over the puddle and like just proper like <laughs> just cover it up really. Oh, um, that poor so girl. yeah, that was the poor girl, I know, but I at the time I was really, really single. I walked off stage and I was like, I'm so single, I've just been weighed on by a small child. This is horrendous. <laughs> And then I went went to meet my family in between shows and um my mum gave me my post uh that I'd had delivered to home because I didn't have a flat in London at the time. I'd kind of moved out. Um so she gave me my post i went back to my dressing room before the half and all my family were in watching that night and i opened a, a pink envelope and i was like oh who's this of? it's a valentine's day card lovely opened it <laughs> and it's a picture of uh the donkey that my brother had adopted for me for christmas from the donkey sanctuary and it was like happy valentine's day <laughs> love star and i was like oh that's so nice i got a card off my donkey like life made um, so yeah I was like oh that's lovely open the next letter and it was like we regret to inform you that star the donkey is passed away <gasps> passed away oh my god <laughs> so the the donkey and it was, it was like surrounded by all of his friends and his mother, his mother, I said, I want to say mom and mother <laughs> at the same time, his, his mother. And I was like, he died before his mom. Oh my God. Like the donkey oh, is dead. No. Like he just sent me a card. And I'm so, covered yeah, that in was wee. Valentine's <laughs> day. I'm covered in wee and my donkey's died. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Valentine's day 2015. Yeah. That was a great Valentine's day.
0: so what happened to the pool of wheel did a nun come out and clean it with a habit or something
1: (laughs) so stage management dressed as like maids for the house like ran on and like cleaned up really quickly and then i had to quickly change my my tights before uh (laughs) (laughs) lonely got heard (laughs) how long costume change?
0: oh that's so funny yeah and then after that did Lay miz come
1: yeah so uh after sound of music what happened yeah I think that I moved home after that tour for a bit and I was about to move back to London I did a little workshop for from pitch to stage which was lovely met some lovely people on that as well um and then from that I I got the during that time I got a phone call to say I got Le Mis International it was like you got the Philippines I was like oh my god like again (laughs) assure that I did at Youth Theatre. I played Fontaine at Youth Theatre when I was like 15. Which is
0: also on your Wikipedia.
1: (laughs) What? Is it really? I don't know. Who updates these Wikipedias? Right at the top. (laughs) It is not me. So I don't know who updates it, but thank you very much for informing everyone (laughs) (laughs) of my pre industry credits. (laughs) Um, No, yeah. So I'd. I'd always wanted to do Les Mis. Again, it had a lot of sentimental value. Like we used to watch it all the time at home and um, I did it at youth theatre and I I got like Factory Girl cover Fontaine, which was incredible. And that took me to the Philippines. It took me to Singapore. It took me to Dubai. Um, I worked with like a half Australian, half British cast. So I made so many friends from the other side of the world, which is amazing. Still friends with a lot of them today. Um, And yeah, it was again, so I feel like I I kind of attract really unique experiences because I hadn't really heard of an experience like that before. I don't, it's a rarity that it's an amalgamation of two different industries together, like country wise. So yeah, it was in- incredible yeah. to do that and to, to go over the other side of the world and experience all of that, the different culture and um, how theater is perceived there and how much it means to people there and how people react. It's, it's amazing, and that's mm. one of the things actually that I have thought about during lockdown is like the fact that theaters aren't open and we've not been given the support that we should have been given when it's such a universal thing, like it's such a universal art form that everybody yes. adores. Like I'm just like, why? Like I, it just baffles me. So yeah, that was great. Thames was great. I um again a lot of life lessons learned on that job.
0: <laughs> Did you go on for Fantine?
1: yes I did um I saw so, really funny story actually in Manila everyone went down with sickness um we had at least one person off a day sickness wise um <laughs> just changes in the water and the food and stuff like that I just yeah yeah um it was it was a common thing so like this one end of a really long week people were like dropping like flies and I'd completely lost my voice one day like and I couldn't sing Factory Girl which is like right in the middle of my voice like it's on the the, the worst part of <laughs> of your voice you could possibly sing so like I'd lost that whole part of my range and I'd been off for a day it was the first time I'd been off and then the next day I was gonna I called in and said you know like I, I'm gonna give it another day just to make sure it's okay it's still a bit ropey and then I got a phone call back off my company manager being like, I know you can't sing Factory Girl, but can you, like, come in and try and sing Fontaine? <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, <sighs> what is going on? And um, Rachel Angor, who I covered at the time, who, again, is incredible, um, she yeah. had gone down with sickness as well, and she she couldn't really sing. So I said, you know, I'll come in and I'll try, but if I can't, like... I, I I don't know what to, like they weren't gonna make me go on if I couldn't essentially, but they mm. were like, "You can do it." Like we we sang through the full show. And they were like, "You're gonna be okay. If you want to go on, you can go on." Um, and it did. That was before a tech as well. So I went, I went on before we'd even had cover run tech or anything like that, which was oh, okay. I love that though. I'm like, drop me in at the deep end. I love it. Like, <laughs> throw me on, make me do a part I don't have a clue about doing. Like I will rise to the. I know all the material
0: like... from my youth theater. <laughs>
1: I do. But that's the good thing. Like I already, I already knew before the audition, and and so I was really comfortable with it. So I was just like, yeah, for me, it's fine. Like I'll, I'll find my way. And then I ended up being on for like a week, um, which was oh, great, insane, yeah. And then in uh, that was in Manila, I went on a few times in Manila, and then uh, Singapore. Um, I went on. My mum and my nana flew out towards the end, and uh, my Fontaine there who is a different fontine patrice to from australia she's amazing as well they're all amazing um she'd been <sighs> off sick but then come back to work as my family arrived and mm. uh i was i was pretty good because i was like oh i'm not gonna get to go on like for my mom and for my nan and then she suddenly she she knew that i had family in and i'm not saying she she went off and threw me ashore like no she never but she was <laughs> like maybe i came back too soon so I got to, chop yeah, chop. I got on for Fontaine for my mum and my nan, which is amazing. Um, yeah, it's just really lovely to, I love sharing it with my family as well. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Good. Did you have that moment where you, where you thought of your little Fontaine in youth theatre and been like, oh my God, this is insane that I'm now doing this role?
1: Oh my god, absolutely. I was posting all the photos on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, look at me when I was fifteen and look at me now, like how far I've come. <laughs> <laughs> um no, and I, like I'd uh yeah, I'd like a photo of me in my at Youth Theatre, Matthew Dale, who is now in like Lame is in town mm. before it before everything everything went dark. Um so I'd messaged him and said like, oh, I've got off of I'm amazing. Um, and posted the photo of me and him and then posted the photo of me and Simon Gleeson, who was our Valshon again, Aussie guy, who is the most talented human I've ever met and the loveliest guy ever. Um, so yeah, being able to like put them by each other, like side by side is like incredible. Yeah, it was lovely. It's such a lovely feeling. Oh, amazing.
0: Yeah. And then was it officer and gentleman on tour?
1: Oh no! So after that, I did Greece in Dubai.
0: Oh, that's not—I haven't seen that anywhere. Wow! That, it's
1: not on the list. Lidl- not on the Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I did um, the Curve production. In Greece, yes. Yeah. Um, and it was only like a really short contract. It was like four weeks rehearsal in Leicester, and then two weeks in Dubai. So I'd just come back from Dubai with uh, limits and. They were like, my agent was like, let's get you some work in in the UK, hey? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And then (laughs) the first job that I got was like, you're going back to Dubai. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to be upset about that. Like another another trip out of the country. But uh, that was like a glorified holiday. Like it was insane. Like I did it with a lot of my friends. um, And it's such a fun show to do as well that we'd get out there and then we'd sunbathe during the day and then we'd, like, go on and do the show and have a <laughs> laugh on the night. And then it was just amazing. Like, it was just, like, a holiday, but just with a, a touch of work in there. And, yeah, it was so much fun. That was amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, there was so that. Who and was that
0: there
1: player? Was a, uh, Frenchie. We- yeah, it was, again... A, a film that I watched, grew um growing up and uh like admiring growing up and like thinking, oh, I really want to be a pink lady, and then got to be a pink lady, so take that off the list. Um, but yeah, I did that, and then there was a pretty big unemployed gap, a hard year in London, <laughs> and uh, and a few like job rejections that I was pretty gutted about, and then I got um the workshop for officer, and then um mm. did the workshop with. I I did the workshop with Lucy Jones and, like, Simon Bailey and um, Rob Compton and, like, just such a lovely bunch of people, like, creative, talented people. And I think, like, I just bounced off them in the room and absolutely loved it and threw myself in there and then got off of the job. So then I got to do the UK tour of that, which was insane. It was amazing. Ooh, I've ripped my headphones out. Two ticks. (laughs) 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 I'm so clumsy. There we are. There we go. I'm back.
0: Oh yeah, so that was another role that you sort of had an input in creating. Did you yeah. feel like you had much of an input in that whole process or it was very much following somebody else's direction?
1: Oh, 100% I had my own um, input. Um, I, we worked with the, the original writer of the movie as well. So he was in the room with us, like adapting script and whatnot. And he was so supportive and kind of encouraging and, and kind of like, yeah, do what you feel like you need to do. And we had a lot of chats about stuff. And then working with Nikolai Foster is always like the biggest, the biggest dream, like as an actor, like I will always do anything for Nikolai. Like he's so generous and so trusting and brings out the best in you. Like he just knows how to get the most out of the character. And I feel like, yeah, I think working with him really, really, um, instilled a lot of confidence in me to to kind of be creative and and follow my gut when it comes to developing a character yeah
0: oh amazing and then the show that I'm most excited about you get the phone call <laughs> to play Ava Peron on the international tour what was your reaction
1: honestly like with a V, right so I'd obviously, I knew about Evita, but I didn't realise, like...
0: What is it with everybody not... It's the film, I'm telling you, because it's, it's such a...
1: But I just didn't... It just mm. slipped the net for me growing up, right? It, and I'm really glad that it did, For so
0: many people, I can't get over it.
1: It, like, baffled me at the time. I got the audition... Like, basically, it's really weird. You know, I mentioned, like, my granddad earlier on. I'd gone for a jog, right? And I never jogged. Like, this is... <laughs> I never jogged so I I was going for a jog and I thought to myself that day like I'm gonna jog through the graveyard and go and find my granddad's grave and go and have a word with him you know because I think at the time I was really struggling like I again was going through a lot of like rejections for stuff I was auditioning a lot and just wasn't quite getting getting the jobs and it started to get a bit frustrating I was back at home obviously off the back of two hours living back with my mom again and I was just getting a bit like Uh, like a big fish in a a small pond feeling like I just need to get out of here and I went to see my granddad's grave and I said to him I was like come on send me a sign mate like help me out and on the way home I got a ping on my phone I was (laughs) jogging got a ping on my phone being like oh you've had an audition through for Evita like can you can you make it next week down to London and whatnot and I just thought I had this really weird feeling I was like yeah yeah this is yeah (laughs) This is a perfect timing. Um, And on the way home, I picked up a smirnoff ice, bottle of smirnoff ice, which I haven't drank since I was a kid. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Behave. I'm I'm trash, mate, honestly. Um, I picked up a bottle of smirnoff ice. I ran home and I started on the material there and then because I knew that there was a lot. Like, I had to learn all of a new Argentina and all of Rainbow High Mm. and uh, what was the other one? Buenos Aires, which. I knew Buenos oh. Aires only from doing it on Dorothy. Actually, we did a group performance of it on Dorothy. Yeah, the group number. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I kind of knew Buenos Aires. Um, I didn't know Rainbow High. What? I'm ashamed. Yeah. Yeah, you're just looking at me uh, like. They're disgusting. all big songs
0: for the audition.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty big, and like I I got to work on them there and then I was like yeah this sits really good in my voice like I was finding it quite like all of the stuff's quite difficult but at the time I was like this is just flying out like this is meant to be like let's go like let's just smash it <laughs> and um I went I went down and uh it's funny because David Grinrod was casting it and um obviously like from Dorothy days like I've known David for years and he's one of the first people in the industry that I've kind of um, that I'd met, so it's really funny to go in and audition for him again sometimes. And I walked in and I had a heel on and everything, and he was like, "Oh, you've made an effort." And I was like, "Let's go." Um, <laughs> and I kind of like, I just had a really good time in the audition, and I clicked with Daniel, the director, uh, Daniel Cutner, who's like again amazing, like what a guy. Um, and we really clicked, and we got on with each other, and we we're like having banter in the audition. And I walked out like, "Whoa!" Like what happened there then like just didn't feel like an audition <laughs> just felt like I was just going in and having a, a good old sing-along and a good mess around and um I had to stay overnight then the uh, David came out and said yeah you can, can you stay overnight and and come in uh, come back and tape for Andrew you know just remind him that you that you still exist
0: oh yeah if they could me now <laughs>
1: i or andrew come on gets the job um so yeah I, I went in the next day and uh did the tape for andrew and then i thought i hadn't got it because i hadn't heard for about a month not about a month about about three weeks um and they were like you're still in the mix like the usual you're still in the yeah. mix we're just waiting to hear back and they had to go i think they had to have clearance from like hal prince at the time who was still with us at the time and clearance from like tim rice and andrew as well so it kind of went round round the whole team um and then i thought i hadn't got this is hilarious i thought i hadn't got it and i was teaching at a school um up north uh locally one of my friends businesses i was teaching singing lessons and i had a bit of a break and i needed to go and get some food and uh i was like i don't think i've got it because i'd heard my other two friends who i did the show with Had got offers earlier that day, and I was like, I don't think I've got it. Like, I'm really upset. So I went to KFC and bought a tower burger and (laughs) cried into a tower burger, um, in the car park of KFC. And then I came back, and my agent for me said, Yeah, you've got it. (laughs) So yeah, it was just one of those ones, though, that like, when I think about Avita and the whole process of Avita, like, I'm really glad that it did slip the net because I had like a fresh it was like having a fresh set of eyes on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, I could approach it from a, from not growing up watching Patty and not growing up watching Elaine and, and Madonna. Um, so I was able uh-huh. to kind of go in full guns blazing and, and, and attack it right from the get go, I think, um, without any like preconceived ideas. And because it sat so naturally in my voice from the get go, like I didn't really have to do as much work on the vocal side of things so I could really focus on the character and this woman that I was about to play and how I could delve into her story and and connect to I think the most important thing for me was kind of brushing the iconic image aside and really connecting to the human underneath and and relating to the human experiences that she went through and I think as a result of that like I had a bit of a a bit of an epiphany like a bit of a reconnect to like what it is to be a woman in society what it was to be a woman in society back in those days and and how things have changed and stayed the same as the years have gone on so i kind of it it was a big like i don't know spiritual awakening like with regards to like my femininity and stuff like that i really reconnected in that way um so yeah it was a really special experience because of that i think
0: oh amazing so um if we move on to uh the questions that people have asked uh, yes. because there's one relating to a vita so yeah. what was the hardest song to perform for a visa
1: oh um when cyrus is like you're running around the stage and you're just oh, trying to yeah. like ping it out and sometimes i mean i did do um I did do a party at one point and kind of forgot. Well, she never. She doesn't forget the words, but she's she's
0: very. Forgets the consonants.
1: Yeah. So I ended up like scat in one night. Like I literally went and then like picked it back up again. Scat sang. Scat sang Buenos Aires. So that was quite difficult. But I mean, like, stuff like a new Argentina and stuff like that. I just loved it. Like I didn't really find that difficult i didn't know don't cry for me argentina was quite difficult at some point and then i had a bit of stage fright towards the end of the tour because i was a bit burnt out and a bit knackered um i slipped up Mm. on uh the bit where she kicks out the mistress so i can't remember what the the word um that bit that, that bit, bit. Yeah. I, I mean I messed up the <laughs> words then and I I had a big like really bad anxiety like stage performance anxiety for about a week after that oh, I really 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 threw me and the whole of that I had a mad panic attack during that show after that point because I think cause I was so tired and like emotionally just like drained um from being away and being in a foreign country I think like the whole thing, like, is like one huge train, like you get on at the beginning, you have to just keep going till the end. And you have to just not stop and yeah. think about anything. So I, I had that opportunity there to like stop and think about, oh my god, I've just messed that up, like what's going on? Like and I just freaked out, like and the whole show felt like a massive mountain to climb. Um, which was really, really hard. Um I had to do a lot of work to kind of unwind that. So the hardest songs are always, like, the little bitty repeated bits, I think. You're mm. like, which bit am I singing now? Like, what the words? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. it's easy to go into another part, isn't it? Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, it's not this part. This oh, no, we're not in
1: Act 2. And I know there's a really good story about um, the closing night of the Australian run of the same production where Tina Rarino was playing Eva Peron. Mm. She sang the end lyrics... Um. To um. I want to tell the people of Argentina. I, I about her dying. She sang. Yeah. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The, the truth is, I shall not leave you, though it may get harder for you to see me. She sang that in the Casa Rosada oh, bit. So she sang no. the. <laughs> she switched the the lyrics um at that point, which is I I mean I don't even blame her like that. <laughs>
0: <there's> <laughs> so
1: much to learn, but uh, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. Like. You're just like which bit am I on now? Yeah.
0: What was your favourite off screen moment from the over the rainbow experience?
1: The off screen moments. I mean
0: Yeah. Well, you said about your curries on, yeah, on a curry, Wednesday. Curry, curry night.
1: Curry club was great. We ran out of toilet roll at one point and we found when we were getting the, the delivery, we were like, Can we have a toilet roll as well? <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he brought us toilet rolls because we used to order from them every week and they kind of knew, I think. Um so yeah, we had our little curry club and then so,
0: where were you guys all staying? Were you in like one big house together?
1: Yeah, it was like a big big house in Chiswick.
0: In oh West how County. fun. It
1: was really funny because obviously like Arts Ed's in Chiswick and at the time it was kind of on the lower down everything was kind of like secretive, you know, like people didn't know that we were doing the show and then they didn't know where we lived but then there were so many arts edge students that lived about and they were like we've seen the dorothy's they're walking around <laughs> they're in chiswick <laughs> which is really funny so um yeah i i loved living in uh in west london and the days off actually i used to go meet so we'd have i think monday off um and on that monday i think me and bronte used to just hit the shops like, we used to just shop, shop, shop. It's the first time we've been, like, paid quite well. Like, we were still young. We didn't have any responsibilities. We were like, let's hit Oxford Street. Let's go. <laughs> so we just used to <laughs> shop. We just used to shop. And we st- we're we still like that, me and Bronte. we the same. So, yeah, funny.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Uh, we've got another one here. Oh, this is quite a fun one. What should uh What show should have a reality competition to find their next leading role next? Oh do you god. think? And, um, and what would the challenges be?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness me! Who did? Didn't Rob Madge put something like this out before? And I'm obsessed with Rob Madge. By the way, this is why I keep mentioning him. I think he's amazing. Um, but he. Oh, what did they say? Oh my god! This is a hard one. There were some good options. People were posting some recently, and I um. Oh my goodness me! You've really stumped me.
0: That's right. Let's move on. <laughs>
1: we'll come back to it. Come back to it.
0: Right. Uh, and the last question I've got here is: How do you prepare for a mammoth roll like Avita?
1: Poor. Oh, um. I think like first and foremost, and this is what I teach that my, my student I do a lot of teaching um whilst I'm at home and over Zoom and whatnot with local college students and stuff. And this is what I tell. These guys, when approaching anything like that, like learning a mammoth roll or learning a Sundime song, like <laughs> both equally hard um the like learning the melody, I like to learn the the melody exactly how it's written, so I need it like the note bashing out first and foremost, I need to learn the words like speed running, so I'm not even thinking about what I'm singing, like I need to like completely learn it within an inch of its life, learn. The, the script within an inch of its life so that that I'm not trying to remember what I'm doing. I'm not focusing on how things sound. Like I don't like to, when I'm doing a show, I don't think about how, how a note's going to sound when I walk on stage. I don't, that doesn't fill my mind. Like I need to nail that note. I kind of do that. I feel like that's work that I do beforehand, get on top of it. And then I like to really like immerse myself in, the world of the character. I'm all about like character development. So with Avita, I just started the research. Like I was watching every documentary piece that I could find because a lot of it's so kind of um, speculation, isn't it? A lot of it's is it true? Is it not yeah. true? Is it it's like conspiracy? So I did as much reading as I could. I had like a, a book, the Avita in My Own Words book, which is apparently what she did write. But then again there's rumors that she didn't write it and it was somebody else. So it's kind of like reading as much material as possible, um, watching as much as possible, and then kind of mapping out her journey, like emotionally and relate. like, I do a lot of like, I, I think because we're all very individual, actors are individual. We all go through unique experiences. We all, um react to things differently we all um experience emotions differently and and how we deal with stuff um is very different to one another so I think like just kind of finding your own way of how you would deal with stuff and and figuring out whether that's appropriate for the character and trying to tap into a bit of like what what are the the similarities that we have where can I relate to this person to make it feel more human, do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, kind of drawing the parallels between characters and then filling in the blanks for me. So and and oh, finding great. out the flaws of each character, like that's the thing. I become really sympathetic towards. Like I've played two characters that are weren't the nicest of people. Now, like an um, officer and a gentleman, she made some very choice decisions, and obviously ever Peron. <laughs> Peron made some decisions that I don't totally agree with either but it's about like uh, embracing the flaws of the character and real I, I don't know like just realizing that they I don't know fight in their corner like they're your best mate that's what I yeah, tend to completely. do I get really Why like defensive of, yeah. the, of the character and at one point Nikolai said to me drew an officer in a gentleman you know like no, she's a bad person. Like at that point, like that's a bad decision. And I'm like, no, she's not. She did it because she's hurt. She had a rubbish <laughs> childhood, and like, I get really like involved on that, on that front. So, yeah, I kind of treat <laughs> treating a character like it's your best mate and trying to find out as much as possible about how they're and what they react to, and their walk of life. I think, but um, empathy. I think it all comes down to oh, being great. empathetic as a as a person and just trying to experience what they experience and how they how they dealt with it i suppose does that make sense have i just gabbled on yeah <laughs> is that
0: all right no perfect that was perfect and finally what everyone always asks what is your dream role
1: uh, well like i think it varies throughout the ages like i see myself being suitable for different roles at my various ages in life i'm quite an old soul um and i love the oldies i'm very much like like a liza judy barbara fan as i say um and funny girl was always a dream role i don't know if i'm i'm kind of past that now but funny girl i love um cabaret like i adore but it shows that i think I need a bit more experience for that are my dream parts like not necessarily something right now so I would love to play charity and sweet charity but I would rather play that part when I've had a bit more I've been around the block a few times you know what I mean not in like the the romantic yeah. sense <laughs> but like I've got a few <laughs> awkward sorry um <laughs> pg podcast sorry um but like just kind of have more of an awareness of the world and and more life experience so i'd love to play that like heading on to 40 and then you've got like the golden roles of like gypsy and um norma desmond and stuff like that um recent yeah. actually more more so my age i'd love to be calamity jane is a new one for me and like maybe lucy and jackal great. any ones
0: yeah, I think a uh, Calamity Jane would be a good reality TV show. There oh my you go. God,
1: that that is a Bring good one. Yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to do it. I couldn't do another one. Like yep. you, can't, <laughs> you can't get enough of them, Jess. You need to calm down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't go to the yeah. Calamity Ranch again, no, or something like that.
1: <laughs> I don't think I could go. I don't think I could. Like, I think I'd go a bit mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, oh. thank you so much for doing this with me, Jessica
1: no no problem at all like I can talk for England so yeah. I'm just sorry if I've gabbled on no
0: it's been perfect so <laughs> where can people find you
1: oh I do you know what I'm on um Twitter and I'm on uh Instagram and I've had the same handle social media handle since I signed up to these social That's media a platforms. well done yeah, but it's like such a, like, people are like, why don't you change your handle? And I'm like, because people actually, like, it's my nickname, uh, like, Jessica Car, Car Car 7 is a nickname now. People are like, Jessica Car Car, Car 7, come here. And I'm like, mm, it's caught on. I can never change it. It's iconic. So, yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on the Instagram. I'm on the Twitter. I haven't made it to TikTok yet. I can't. I can't. No, it's I like, I'm it. old enough. I can't do it. I can't I've, I've already like I waste too much time on my phone anyway I need to live in the real world so <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, and I'm telling you some of Jessica's content on Instagram is absolutely fantastic so definitely oh go follow God. her <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part like is laugh. that in that du- uh the divas lament video where you do the
1: the barbara <laughs> yeah. see like only a few people have got that like my mom was like why do you do that and I was like oh Judith how dare you <laughs> Have some sense of, yeah. I was like, you should be ashamed of yourself. You don't know that, but um, yes, Barbara. And then I think I did something else that oh, I did a Julie Andrews in the bed. I do. Oh hell yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I'm so camp. Honestly, I'm.
0: Oh, I love it. I'm like
1: a gay. I'm a gay man trapped in a straight woman's body. I am. (laughs) It's hilarious. But um, no, I mean with with stuff like that, with that video, like I had that idea last year. And again, imposter syndrome. I was like, no, don't you don't it's gonna be rubbish, you, you're rubbish, and like just going through the motions as everyone has done in this pandemic. And and then I got asked to do um a concert and I thought, this is the opportunity, just do it, pull your finger out, just do it, just whatever. Um so yeah, I did it and it took so much effort. I don't know how people do these videos on the regular, like I don't know how <laughs> you keep up with your page. Like, I'm like, I can't be bothered. I did that and I was zapped. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You, oh, thank you. You can find us at Rainbow High Notes on Instagram, and we'll see you next time.
1: Argentina. The truth is, I never left you. All my wild days, my mad existence. I kept my promise don't keep your distance.